the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Hey everybody, welcome to the Spot Track Podcast, presented by Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment, empowering professional athletes and entertainers with the knowledge they need to make informed decisions about their finances and wealth. Learn more, visit morganstanley.com slash GSE, Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. I'm Kevin Sylvester, Paul Peck, and the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti. NFL stands for what? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. WTF. Yeah, what happened over over the weekend? We had some teams on buys. And Not then we for had, long when people think you're going to be good. Yeah, and we had teams playing that seemed like they were on buys. Yeah, I, 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 the one thing that I thought of, Mike, was the games that I watched bits and pieces of yesterday were all in that category of what is going on. It yeah. was the Texans beating the Chiefs at home. It was the Jets beating the Cowboys. It was the Steelers with a third-string quarterback beating a team some people thought was a Super Bowl contender, and those were just three games that happened to be on in my <laughs> local market to watch. They weren't the only ones of the day. I thought it was one of those classic weekends that you have a lot in the NFL where all your expectations get blown up. Yeah, I think so. And I, and I conversely, right? I mean, let's discuss San Francisco. I mean, I mean, right? Are they for real? Smart people should have expected this. I not necessarily undefeated, but with Garoppolo back and and yeah. really that's all they were missing last year was the quarterback. They had a lot of other pieces in play. Yeah, I think, we, I think I, before I, the season we we sort of had them a year away though, right? It, I think we we had them good, but we didn't have them right. being Rams. Not good. quite ready yet. Yeah, yeah. The Rams. Boy, that was, there's another one. The, the Rams, Rams need Todd Gurley. Jared Goff yeah. needs Todd Gurley. Yes, that's the answer to this question, and not just as a running back. He needs Todd Gurley for to run that offense. Screen passes, all those things. I mean, they tried to to essentially use wide receivers as running backs yesterday. By the way, can we applaud Jared Goff's team and agent? <laughs> agent, yeah, for getting yeah. that done before yeah. it gets rolling. Yeah, he's unmovable Gee, now. Mike's starting to look better with his "Why would you resign him?" take yeah. from about a and, month or so ago. And meanwhile, if you're Dak Prescott, you're Oof. elbowing Todd France, being like, "Dude, right. get yeah. this done." Yeah, you know. And here's the other thing that I thought of as relates to the Rams and then the Chiefs, and and I know I've railed with you guys about this before, but it's defenses catch up. They always do. Defensive coordinators are really smart. So I think what you're seeing a little bit of, I'll give you three examples, the Rams, Mm -hmm. the Chiefs, and to some degree the Browns, who were all the offensive, pile up the points, future stars in every freaking commercial you've ever seen during an NFL game. And what's happened this year? People have started to figure out what they don't do well, what their weaknesses are. Two weeks in a row, you've seen teams that you never expected shut down a quarterback in Mahomes you never expected. Who would have ever thought a, a McVay Goff Rams offense would have a less than a hundred passing yards? And Baker Mayfield clearly, to me, looks like a guy who isn't good enough because they figured out what he can't do. Well, I, I think that's part of it. I also, I, I, you, I agree. Defenses do catch up, and I, and they catch up. I mean, there's some teams playing two down linemen, mm-hmm. right? And, right? And and linebackers come into the league, they're, they're, they're smaller, right? They're we're, different linebackers. Yeah, we're not now. getting the 255-pound run stuffers, 260-pound run stuffers. No, we're 230-pound linebackers. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. I think the defense, if from what I saw maybe the past two and a half, three weeks or so, is it's a tale of two halves. And, and it's speaking to what you just said, Kevin. The, the defenses will stay spread out because that's how the offenses want to start the game, right? There's, in fact, the only team I saw yesterday that didn't do this is San Francisco, is uh, Los Angeles, who ran right down the throats of San Francisco that first drive and then abandoned it, completely abandoned right. it, going down the middle of the field. So 
It, it's, Sounds it, like Super Bowl twenty five. It's, it's, it's not who they are. <laughs> it's spread the game open, and defenses are are playing to that. And then the whole second half, and it's the Jets Cowboys in a nutshell. Greg Williams put eight in a box and got the heck to Dak Prescott fifteen times in that second half, and Dallas couldn't do a darn thing. They couldn't do a darn thing. And, and you're seeing the good defenses do this. They're being Jekyll and Hyde first half, second half. And they're essentially catching up to what the offenses want to do out of the gate versus what they can't do in the fourth quarter because defenses are winning. I think it's funny that generally we have the defensive conversation like week 10, right? As the weather starts to turn a little bit and defenses start to stand out a little more, it's week six. And defenses had a lot to do with where teams are right now, you know, good and bad, pros and cons. But I don't know. This this says a lot about teams like the Bears going forward. Look, the Jets are going to make some hay. I, I, sure. You know I picked them to win the AFC. Obviously, they're not to win the AFC, right? But they're going to make some hay because they can stop the ball, and they've got a decent, you know. they got a good safeties, secondary. Sure, at least yeah. safeties yeah. right in the backfield. Yeah. So those kind of teams are showing themselves right now, and we'll see how it turns the, the corner, especially with the trade deadline heading out around here. Trade deadline's October 29th. Yeah. Um, and we've seen trades now in recent years in the NFL where that used to be nobody was ever traded, right? It, it, actually, I shouldn't say nobody's ever traded. In the late 80s, early 90s, you saw trades. And then, to me, there was this period of, all right, trades didn't happen. And now, because Collusion. of cap, right? Because <laughs> the cap of, had yeah, a lot to do with yeah, it, sure. that unri- it's, it's like offer sheets in the NHL. Yeah. Don't do them. Yeah. Um, but now trades are happening in, in the Big NFL. Trades. I mean, think of Marty Cooper, right? right. No, maybe no bigger trade at that deadline in the past five years. We're going to see that again. We're going to see some, maybe one or two impact moves um, I'm reluctant to say that it's going to be a quarterback. <laughs> I want I want to have a discussion about trading quarterbacks because I think it's possible. I don't think we're there yet, but I mean, let's just let's start with Philip Rivers. Wouldn't we all like to see Philip Rivers on the Pittsburgh Steelers right now? <laughs> Wouldn't we all like to <laughs> see thought that? of that? That's you're right. I mean, I know he's not leaving like his ten kids in L.A. right now, yeah. but Steelers just beat Philip. Rivers. That's what I mean. But but flip the flip the switch. What if that's Philip Rivers and he's playing the Patriots? On that Pittsburgh team, yeah. it's a way better game. It's a way better game. But what is wrong with the Chargers? It's a great injuries question. and offensive oh, yeah. line. Their defensive I injuries amazed, piled up. I'm amazed at how bad their offensive line continues yeah. to be. Now I know they've had injuries. Pouncey's been out, and Russell Okung was supposed to be their left tackle, and he's been hurt. Yeah. Um, but but year after year, with all these weapons, you sit watch that game last night, and they do the the guys announcing themselves, and you're like, what? Who? What? <laughs> like there's two guys from the same high school somewhere. I'm like, what? What is going on? They have never invested in the resources necessary to give Philip Rivers the ultimate chance to be successful. Maybe that's because they think he's so amazing that he can make things around him better. Um, but but to me, the Steelers destroyed that offensive line in the first half, caused those mistakes, sort of put Philip Rivers in a, in a funk that he could not get out of. Right, exactly. I don't see it happening. No. You know. No. It's all hearsay. Right. Eli Manning's. One right, I'm shocked that hasn't happened yet. The only quarterback, so I, I but he a, doesn't want to move either because right. of family, and he's got right. a trade. He's got a no trade clause. Yeah. Um. So I built a list of trade deadline candidates that have just been you know reported, you know maybe in my own head out there out there somewhere. But I put some numbers to it. There's only one quarterback on my list. Yeah, it's and Fitz. we know we know him very well. Yeah, Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick. I could see it happening, right? Like, what if Trubisky's not great health wise or <laughs> football wise? Well, right? are they really making? Is he that much better? Then oh, Trubisky, then then Chase Daniel until Trubisky comes back. Is that what you're thinking? I, I think they're that's, not I think it's justifiable. Trubisky. I think Fitzpatrick. No. Fitzpatrick is a. You know what? He he's a gunslinger. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, he is. I with, think with a pop gun. Well, unfortunately, I think of that year he had with the Jets. Uh, yeah. They were great. I mean, the passing offense. Problem with Fitz is, and it, it, this belies the guy who went to Harvard. Uh, what we think of Harvard, anyways, right? I mean, he he does make some risky throws, yeah, and gets picked off uh, quite a bit. But he will make some great throws. But if you want conservative, you've got Chase Daniel. If you're Chicago. correct, if yeah. you want to, and with if that you defense, push the why offense, would you not be approaching? It's a fair it point. Way. I I, I do think they're doing with Trubisky. I think Fitzpatrick's an upgrade there, and I think Fitzpatrick's an upgrade in Pittsburgh. I'd put those two teams on a list to be considered. At sure. least contenders for a quarterback change in the next ten weeks. So, I, and he, he'd probably welcome it. It's not I mean, likely. You know, he's in Miami. Mm. <laughs> Come on. Right. Well, I mean, if Josh Rosen's going to be the guy, there's no need for two veterans. Not like after that. yesterday. Oof. Right. Not after Sunday. Come on. Yeah. Rosen was bad, Come on. wasn't he? Come on. Josh Rosen's being paid to be bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Uh, interesting name on 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 your league, and this is Mike's list at SpotTrack.com mm-hmm. of NFL trade candidates. And an interesting name there is Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, again, not likely, but and we talked about it a little bit. You last have a lot show. of Jets on your list, by the <laughs> I way. I do have a lot of Jets in this list because you know, look at it's a matter of who they are, and there are certain players that just don't fit for the the short term future. The the Jets are sort of built to win in the next three to four years, or at least they're they've begun to build to win. Right, they're not built to win right now, obviously. But the Sam Darnold era looks decent. Le'Veon Bell could be a part of that. But we know how quickly he turns. And, you know, if things go off the rails in the next two weeks, he could be demanding a trade. So that's why he's on this list. I just wanted to show the finances that would go with him moving. Certainly there's no rumor of him being moved at this point, in my opinion. Jets do take hits if they trade him, correct? He's guaranteed yeah. through 2020. Yeah, it's it's about $6 million this and next year of dead cap if they do it. And they've paid him, a, you know, a decent amount of money already. So it's not likely. But look, at if somebody wants to throw a second-round pick for Le'Veon Bell, you consider it, right? I think you'd have to consider yeah. it, sure. Leonard Williams on that list. Tremaine Johnson also on the list from the Jets. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. Collegia Assembly, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Offensive line. I was look, about the butcher's name. Look, I couldn't find enough offensive linemen to put on this list because teams need it. There are Even there the contenders enough. need it. There aren't yeah, enough. But there aren't enough. Teams are going to be asking, uh, you know, Which certainly. Which means most teams wouldn't, aren't going to be willing to, to move anybody move. that's decent because they're just, there's not, there's, there's, there, you know, if you need whatever, if you need 200 offensive linemen, there's about 90 good ones. Well, I, here's a name I didn't put on this list. I was reluctant to do so. Um, look, the Redskins are just as bad as all these teams we're yes. talking about. All right, and, and depending on where they want to be, maybe in two years, Brandon Scherf is a all pro guard. He needs a ton of money. He needs sixteen million a year, so it's got to be a team that's willing to pay. But that's a, that's a legitimate starting guard right now that could drop onto a contender. So if the Redskins are willing to part with Trent Williams and or Brandon Scherf, look at those are two legitimate offensive linemen on a bad team right now. So like I said, there's going to be movement. It's just you've got to you know, convince Dan Slater that his team is really bad. Do you have a future Hall of Famer on this list? At least he's uh, a couple, I think. Yeah, I, I, I'd say Pete, if you're counting well, Peterson. PEDs, yeah, maybe yeah. Not anymore. Yeah, but Von right. Miller um, is the biggest name on this list. Yeah, and again, it's probably unlikely. Did, did Denver win yesterday? God, they I did. I totally spaced Tennessee. on that game. Oh, they that's not really a win. So, so two wins in a row. <laughs> two wins in a row. You know, maybe maybe they're they're holding their hands. And that's, a well, that's bit. but not to interrupt you, but that's because Mariota got benched, and and we've talked a little bit about yes. him, both him and Jameis Winston. That was another game that that most people saw yesterday. One step forward, two steps oh, back. That's right. Winston. Winston. Wow. Uh, you know, mm. I mean, both those guys. What last right. year of their contracts? I mean, Mariota gets benched for Tannehill. I mean, how much? longer is that going to go on now that's going to be it for those two um back to von miller i just don't know if denver's willing to sell now you know they've got two weeks to figure it out before this deadline so it's going to be a big two weeks in terms of how this thing you know plays out 
But John Elway is not good at this. He's not good at th- he's not good at identifying where he needs to be in terms of his team building. We've seen it over and over. He yeah, just keeps kind of throwing baloney at the wall with the quarterback. Right. Yeah. Um, he loves the defense, obviously, but it, at, at some point, the Von Millers and the Chris Harris's have to fall off this roster. And, and if you can get value for that, you should. Otherwise, look, Von Miller is essentially on an expiring contract right now. So is Chris Harris. You know, let these guys walk and take a comp pick if they sign somewhere. Or are you going to, you know, identify who you are right now in a division that looks filthy, by the way? Sure. <laughs> right? And just, you know, essentially put this season to bed defensively and say, we're, we're going to get what we can for these guys, maybe even package them together. I think teams like Kansas City, Seattle would be calling for these guys, right? So we'll Yo, see. Kansas City for sure. Yeah. They lost two in a row. Yeah, Kansas City's looking for the secondary. There's no question. There's names Peterson on this list. Peterson intrigues me a lot. Peterson, Jalen I know Ramsey. there were some reports yesterday yeah. that the Cardinals denied it, but to me that one makes a lot of sense. It does. You know, it's a new regime. He's a he's to some degree a declining player. You throw the PED suspension in. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, they're they're kind of figuring them. They're moving in a new direction there. Uh, boy, I think you could you might come close to getting a first round pick for Patrick Peterson at this point from a team that's desperate enough for a corner. First round pick? I think it's possible. Let me tell you if why. If Minka Fitzpatrick can draw a first right. round pick, that's Patrick right. Peterson's a better player, I think. Coming I, off of a PED well, suspension. That's, that's so. where it gets murky. Sure, yeah, but does anybody really care? Probably not. No, not he, if he can play. Not honest. if you got him for the rest of Nobody the year. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares anymore. Um, here's, here's one reason why it might not be a first. There's actually like five or six decent cornerbacks on the trade block right now. So if if it costs a first to get Patrick Peterson, do you make it a second and go after you know William Jackson of Cincinnati, who's on a rookie contract too, way cheaper, maybe, maybe has a big ceiling ahead of him? Um, there's names on this list that I think teams will be interested in. Look, the Eagles are going secondary. The Chiefs are going secondary. I would expect Seattle to be very active. In fact, I'll throw a name out on this list that I think Seattle's going to be good for. O.J. Howard, tight end, tight end. of Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's got to blow something up. They might bench Jameis. The Mariners or the uh, the Seahawks here. <laughs> That's nice. a reference to OJ nice. catching the nice. foul. You see that OJ Howard caught the foul ball yeah. in Tampa. Yeah, I did not the see Yankee that. Series. No. A big, I don't know who ripped the foul ball down the right field line, and some big guy sticks his hand up and yes. catches it, and then they figure out later that it was OJ Howard. So somebody actually went to the race game. <laughs> That's right. That is true. That's right. He got free tickets. I'm sure he's um, only because the Yankee. They're playing the Yankees. Look, he's got a high ceiling, but you know maybe a little bit of a an effort issue, and, and I think. Tampa's got to shake themselves up a little bit anyway. So that's a T- Tampa just lost their t- tight end to a uh, torn ACL, I believe. I, I read so, or excuse me, Seattle. Seattle's a yes, real team. Achilles for Will Achilles. Disley, yes. Achilles. That's a real team. Seattle's a real team. They They're for real. real. Good. They are and really between good. them and San Francisco now, you know, a game and a half ahead of the Rams, it's time to go for both those teams. So I, I think a big move like that's in play. We mentioned Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. <laughs> Again, them and the Redskins, what are they doing? Okay. Just get it done, right? Right. Get it done. Get it done with Ramsey. Uh, Melvin Gordon is back for the Chargers, but we've talked about them, you know, with Phillip Rivers and, you know, what are they going to do with Melvin Gordon? Uh, He's an intriguing one to me, as is Stephon Diggs with the Minnesota Vikings. I I was reluctant to put Diggs on this list. I don't think he ever really wanted to be traded. He just wanted to win, right? Yeah. He basically was calling out his front office to say, to don't think he stop to screwing traded. this friggin' up, right? right. That's yeah. basically what he was saying. Like, I don't need to get out of here if you can fix what we have. 
Um, and certainly they fixed something yesterday because he had an absolute well, monster game. Or they fixed him by getting him three touchdowns and 170 some odd yards. That's what I mean. more about the quarterback. Just like, yeah, yeah well, let's, let's it, get it going uh, here. Uh, it's always about Kirk Cousins, right? How yeah. often have we talked about him? He, the same stuff that happened to him in Washington is happening to him in Minnesota. He's just not good enough and consistent enough. And now you've got receivers squawking now about Philip Rivers it. for Kirk Cousins and, straight up. Philip Rivers for Kirk Cousins. Huh. The Chargers wouldn't do it. They no. take out too much money, not, don't they? No, I mean, yeah, and, and Cousins isn't good enough. <laughs> I, that's not that's not enough, is what you're saying? It'd be Cousins and a third? Why would the Chargers want to bring Cousins in to get exactly what everybody else has gotten out of They're them? going nowhere. Yeah, but, but, he's, but you still need a good quarterback, and that's not Kirk Cousins. He's an okay quarterback. He's barely an okay quarterback in my mind. But they've had a great quarterback for 12 years. <laughs> I mean, great. Like, maybe Hall of Fame. Fringe Hall of Fame, right, Philip Rivers? Hey, listen, if Dan Fouts is in, Philip Rivers. <laughs> no, listen, I'm not trying to take away from Dan Fouts, but I'm saying, what did Dan Fouts ever win? Yeah, but, but why? Right? If he threw the, the sh- ball, you know, great, and. I'm a big right? Rivers fan. Would you take Fouts or Rivers? I, I'm a big Fouts. Rivers fan. I would, would take Fouts, too. Fouts. Yes. yes. Oh, Dan Fouts was he great. He did more. He, he, he did more, oh, I think, than Rivers yeah. did. Oh. Dan Fouts. That's a different Al, Michael, Dan F- Al Michaels brought it up on the broadcast last night. And I love Philippers. I love watching him play. But Al Michaels brought it up. It's it's the big elephant in the room with him. Sure. Great career, good numbers, has never had any success in the postseason, in the playoffs. Yeah. Never been to a Super Bowl. Um, it, it You can't ignore that. And now here's a season where they are just two years in a row now, they have been considered Super Bowl-level contenders. And yeah. I get it. A lot of other things happen. It's not all on Phillip. But it's it's the quarterback, so to some degree it is all on Phillip. And this is two years in a row that he has not been able to deliver. And frankly, last night's game, as we record this on a Monday, right. was a lot of his fault. There's no question. It was a lot yeah. of his he's, fault. He does have limitations. He always has. But he's a gunslinger. You, you, we all yeah, love he is, kind of but so is Dan Fouts. But here's my point to you, yes, Kevin. Anyway. If you're the Chargers and you're looking at a maybe more so now than ever before the need to make the move, mm-hmm. why would you want to bring Kirk Cousins in yeah. and not draft one in the first round when there might be five or six worthy You're right. It's a great class. Year. It would be silly to bring in 20, no, $28 million of Kirk Cousins. And that's just my bias against Kirk Cousins because I just don't think he's very good. I'm really just trying for a quarterback trader. That's yeah, apparently. <laughs> Listen, but we know who the Chargers are now. And they know who they are now, right? The pretenders. And they have something that not a lot of teams can say they have, which is a running back that has value. Two running backs that have value, actually. Yeah. And, and I put Melvin Gordon on this list, and I, and I made a mistake in not putting Austin Eckler on this list. Because, I like Eckler a because lot. Because Eckler's a restricted free agent. Melvin Gordon's an unrestricted free agent. So essentially, both are rentals right now for any team. And you can get some value. Melvin Gordon still costs $3.5 million for the rest of the year. So take what you will with that. That might make him tough to trade. Austin Eckler's a heck of a lot less than that on a basically undrafted contract. So I... Uh, I do think if you know, knowing who the Chargers are, if you can get value for a running back at the trade deadline, you do it. I would agree. Yeah, knowing who they are and knowing that uh, you know Philip River. I mean, how much longer is Philip Rivers going to play? Right, expiring contract. They don't know if he's yeah. coming back. They don't know if he's coming back. Yeah. Uh, Gordon, if you don't resign, you'll get a compensatory pick anyways because he's going to sign for a lot of money with somebody. If else. you, you let him think? walk, if. Uh, wouldn't you let him walk? If you let him walk, well, I'm saying you have you can't trade him. But if you're gonna if you're going to if re- you're looking for the pick, you got to keep him right and let him walk. Unless yes, you can get that. I agree. Pick. Unless you can get, get a third round, round pick round. right Unless now. Unless you get a third rounder right now yeah. for him, yeah. So, uh, to me, it's a win win for the Chargers and and looking to rebuild. Me too, because I think that's what they have to look to do. They have to look to rebuild uh, if their quarterback isn't going to come back or mm-hmm. if he's not, you know, if he's in decline. 
uh, which is reasonable to assume at his age. He's had a great career. I, it's hard to argue it's a, he isn't. It's a hall, I, I think it's a Hall of Fame career. I really do. I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from Philip Rivers by saying I'd take Dan Fouts. Um, but what I, <laughs> I'm saying is the Chargers have to rework something here, and you do that with draft picks. That's the way to do it, and that's why this trade deadline should be exciting because more teams have figured that out, and, and more teams are willing to move. We're going to see player-for-player player trades for sure. We've seen more and more every year now. But this is all about acquiring, you know, stockpiling draft picks. That's what the Dolphins have been doing for eight, eight weeks here or eight months here, essentially, this whole offseason. Um, we'll see. I mean, we'll, who, who's going to be the big, big buyers? I'm not positive. We live in Buffalo. I think there's going to be a move here, right? I, I've got a name on here. I, I don't think anybody else and has talked gotta about. it's got to be for a wide receiver, too. It, I would assume. But there, if there's one thing the Buffalo Bills do have a plethora of, it's tight ends. They have a lot of tight ends that can actually play some ball. And they haven't even, see, they haven't even used the one that they paid money for, That's which right. is Tyler Croft. So I've got Tyler Croft on this trade list because I'm not sure that internally the Bills think they need him on the football field right now. I realize they've paid him cash, but that, that game is done. It's, if Signing bonuses and all that stuff has not persuaded teams from doing anything, you know, essentially making stopping big moves. Not when you have a crazy moves. amount of cap room. At all. And the Bills have $25 million to work with right now. So they can take a dead cap hit. And it's, we're talking $3.5 million this year, $1.5 million next year to move on from Tyler Croft to... Maybe a team that need, really needs a tight end, like now, like a Seattle Seahawks. Yep. Like, I don't imagine the Bills and Patriots play nice right now, but the Patriots certainly need a tight end, and there are a couple of other contenders out there that they, could use it. They don't certainly need anything. Hold Mike. on, do you do you <laughs> not think Gronk is coming back to play for them this year? No, no I, I don't. don't. I really don't. So I do expect that there will be a move. They are putting the heat on them, even publicly. Yeah, the you're owner, right. the right. owner came out and said, "Oh, yeah, we can uh, only hope right. that Gronk comes back yeah, for us." You're right. He, he's lost like 30, 40 pounds. Yeah, I saw him in the know. news this week. I too. mean, if he comes back, he's coming back as a wide receiver, essentially. Okay. Yeah. So, so what? He's still, he's still, he's still big. Like he lost, or he's still big. He he'll still have speed. I think he, he's healthy too. Yeah, Boy, he's probably the, healthy. The, all, there was a big interview with him here in the Buffalo Papers a couple weeks ago. I've seen some of the other interviews that he's done. Boy, he's saying everything that would indicate that he's not interested in coming back. I would I would agree. Um, let's flip back. Hasn't to that filed receiver. his hasn't filed his paperwork yeah, with that, the NFL. That, no, that's that's not right. uncommon. That, that a lot of guys don't do leave your options either as Brett Favre. So yeah. Well, exactly. Go Vikings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, he's got that copper sleeve that he wears. Who is the wide receiver that every team wants right now? Is it Diggs? Is Diggs I, the guy? Well, I, it, it, I think, you know, A.J. Green is the name that comes to mind because I think he's more gettable. Yeah, but he's But so you're taking risks with him. Hurt, and you know, they don't want to trade him. I don't know. Diggs is good. Diggs is not, not every – A.J. Green is the prototype that every team wants to have. Six foot four, big, can make catches when covered. I'm not sure that's Stephon Diggs. Oh, it's not. He, he's a speed no. guy. He's He's got to get open, you know. I mean – I don't know, you know, to me, and we talk about this a lot, it's the persistent rumor here in Buffalo. I mean, A.J. Green in the last year of his contract at his age, uh, you know, things are changing in Cincinnati. To me, them trading him makes perfect sense. Now, the problem is, is he healthy? Is he going to stay healthy? And what are you willing to give up for a guy that essentially you're renting for the rest of the season? So let me throw a name at you, because I I promise you we get back to the Cowboys here eventually. Look at if the wheels fall off. We know Dallas isn't going to pay everybody. We know they won't now. Talking about Amari. Of course I am. Isn't that the name that most of Who's these teams hurt, should by be the going way, now too? 
a little bit. But I, isn't I, everybody at week six, right? Well, uh, he got he got hurt and left the game very early. There was some chatter about it, it yeah. being he and Randall Cobb both sat out essentially. You know, yesterday. I, I, no, I haven't seen any updates on on Cooper. There was some speculation that it was more than just a little bump or a bruise kind of thing. It was a right could have been a quad pull or something like that. So all that said, well. It does make sense, right? Because yeah, it's now, not about twenty nineteen. See, the with problem, him. Mike, is I don't. How do you? How are you going to be able to define whether the Cowboys are really out of it or not based on the muddle that they is trade not Amari only Cooper. NFC East <laughs> <laughs> for the first and second round pick? Well you give done. up, right? This is where we needed the rim shot. On your, <laughs> yeah. uh, on All right. Well, equipment. sorry. Uh, I just I do think, have a drum drum kit in the other room. Uh, okay. I just think after yesterday, that disaster on Jerry Jones' birthday. I, I just think that is this is the perfect time to be you know calling Dallas and saying. Keep us in mind, right? Here's what we've got. Here's the picks we've got. And we know Buffalo Stockpile. We know a couple other teams that are, are definitely in the conversation. Um, and there's cap space. Uh, isn't cap it going to take a first rounder? To, isn't Dallas going to demand a first rounder to get back? For sure. To, to do it? Oh, of course. Yes. Not to mention. They gave up a first rounder to get him. I mean. So, yes. Not to mention five for $100 million, Yeah. Right? I mean, you're going to have to tack on the deal with this deal. But that's that's all part of it, right? It's not just going to be a rental. You're getting this. You're getting your number one sure. wide receiver for the next three years, and that's so. the main difference that a team is going to have to decide. Do you want try mm-hmm. to pull an AJ Green where you might have to give up a second or a third, and it's a pure rental, uh, and a pure rental, be- or you're going to get a guy who 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 essentially you are ready to resign and has and lock in with Josh Allen. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not saying it doesn't make any sense. Go I'm big just, or go home. I'm just thinking from the Cowboys' perspective, right? At th- even at three and three in in the in. In the muddled division that they're in, I'm not sure that that you do a move that some will perceive to be sort of a giving up. No question, they've got big two weeks ahead of them too. They've got Philly, and I, I I'm forgetting the second team, but they've got a stretch of about six right. games that is going to be basically hell for them. So but it's the very other, possible the that other, they lose the next two. Yeah, the other problem in the NFC is the wild card appears to be sort of out of the mix for teams like that. That's right, because you you know you've got the Packers and. Four and one, the Vikings four and two, the Saints five and one, and you got the Niners and the Seahawks, Seahawks. both with five wins. Right, and the Rams are are not likely done yet. Yeah, the either. NFC East, the is in Panthers trouble. are four and two. So you know, so it does not look at this point that anybody outside of the division winner from the NFC East is getting in. Agreed. The Cowboys' upcoming schedule: they host the Eagles Sunday night. Sunday yep. night, they're on a bye. Okay, then they Ooh. are at- so they're on a bye before the trade deadline. Correct. Love it. Then they're at the New York Giants. <laughs> then they host the Vikings. Then they're at the Lions. Good team. And then they are at the Patriots. There we go. Yes. And then they host the Bills on Thanksgiving. They have the Patriots and Bills, which right now are that's, that's two quality. Two I mean, the, the Patriots are the, the you know the right favorites now. to win the Super so Bowl again. Amari Cooper will be playing his old team <laughs> on Thanksgiving what? Day. Is he, is he a Patriot or <laughs> is he a Bill? Is he a Patriot or a Bill at that point? <laughs> I, I just think the conversations probably start to happen at this point. I would imagine this this morning, Monday morning, they're getting calls asking what the future of Amari Cooper in Dallas is because, like I said, I. I'm fine with teams going after Muhammad Sanu, AJ Green. You know, I guess if Stefan Diggs really is available, I don't believe that he is. Um, and, you know, a couple other names out there. But I, I, Mario Cooper is a We saw it with Dallas last year. He can flip your season. And if you want to pay him, he can flip your next three seasons. Well, listen, that Eagles game looms large. Yeah. Right. No question. Both it's, teams are it's a, three and three. It's a great finish to their trade deadline season. It's between the Cowboys or Eagles to win the division. So I, I don't know that they're going to be in a rush to make a trade. They're, you know, they should beat the Giants. That those Eagles Giants games are, are going to be significant, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they could be five and three after those games. Yeah, but if they lose to the Eagles, right? The deadlines in ten days. 
Right? Yeah. Do, um, do, are they sellers if they lose to the Eagles? I guess that's that's the question we got to get to. All right, here's the other. Here's the obligatory it's Cowboy Dak Prescott. I don't, I don't know what the answer is. The obligatory Cowboy Dak Prescott discussion that sure. we always have every week. Again, the last two weeks, what does that tell us about Dak Prescott and his future? I don't know. What are you going to say about Patrick Mahomes? Well, well, he didn't have a fantastic game either. Yeah, but Patrick Mahomes. Deshaun Watson outplayed no, Patrick no, 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 Mahomes no, no. in his my, own building. My point is, as you're writing the entire mm-hmm. story of Dak Prescott, which is a much different story than Patrick Mahomes to this point. Again, there's two games against an Aaron Rodgers and going in to play the Jets that you're supposed to be paying Dak Prescott to help you win and get better performances from, and he didn't necessarily. Look, I'll do put it, it this way with Dak: uh, the first four weeks that Dak, hit, Dak had in 2019 were very un-Dak-like, right? He, it looked like he was about to take that next level. He's he's regressed back to where we thought Dak was going to be. This yeah. is Dak. This is don't Dak right here. don't know there's another level. This is two years of Dak. I don't know there's another level That's what I Dak mean. Prescott, which ultimately it has to play in the decision and clearly to me already has why he doesn't have that $30 million contract yet. Yeah, so that was going to be what I was going to say is <laughs> that – what he's shown is he's not a $30 million quarterback. Mm-hmm. Might take that 20. That doesn't mean he won't get it. Might take shorter term 20. No. No way. No, no. No way. Well, it's whether he is up. or he isn't, Kevin, almost has nothing to do with whether he's going to get it or not. I, I, I hear you. Um, but if you're the Cowboys, the, you look at, all right, short term, um, hey, Dak, you know, what if I, you know, you give him, franchise him, whatever, give him one, you to figure it out instead of giving him the $120 million. I just think it's so funny how aligned this is with the Rams. It's perfect. Sure. I mean, the Rams and, signed Gurley. They had a decision on Goff. They right. were sort of fringe playoff contenders. The Rams stumbled their way to the Super Bowl, literally. I mean, they didn't belong there, but the, <laughs> I mean, right? They didn't belong there <laughs> because of the bad call. Guess correct. Um, and then they ended up paying Goff. What eighteen eight months later? Essentially, that's essentially where the Dallas Cowboys are right now. Did they did they pay a wide receiver at the Rams? They had Cooks already under contract, right? It's yeah, it's so similar. It's Boy. so yeah. perfectly aligned, right? right? So th- they went Zeke Elliott and Dallas first, which we I think we all agree makes some sense. It was going to be the cheaper contract. You, you get it done. Clearly, here's your workhorse still. Yes. Um, but what's next? But what's next? The quarterback's next, and logically, the, right. To me, to me, I would, I would proceed with caution. You could argue the Cowboys would they be better with Andy Dalton under center right now? Look at there's going to be names. <laughs> Think about the list. Of I want to say yes, Kevin. I would yes. I, I would agree. Yes. Think and about and the, to, to my wait, point, is Andy Dalton better than Kirk Cousins? Because well, now I got to bring point. this back to my full point. Sure. Well, that's where I <laughs> yes. was going. Is is Dak Prescott better than Kirk Cousins? No. No. Are they, aren't they the no. same guy? No. Mate, to me, Dak Prescott is about a three quarters of a notch better than Kirk Cousins. Oh. Aren't they the same guy? Aren't they? The, first off, they're the same draft pick. They're the same guy that was taken where they were taken for a reason. They've had their moments. They haven't been consistent. At times, they have been the reason why their teams don't win. Kirk Cousins got his money. Dak's likely going to get it. To me, they're the same guy. Look, I got the wheels turning on both of you no, guys No, I like here. Dak a lot. I really do like Dak, and I think he deserves to be paid in Dallas because I think they should continue to build around him. Uh, in my head, I'm going forward to March right now and thinking of all these names. Dak's expiring. Phillip Rivers is expiring. Andy Dalton's going to be released. Marcus Mariota is not going to have a contract. Jameis Winston is not going to have a contract. There's more I'm missing, but I mean. Cam, Cam Newton. Cam Newton's going to be released. I mean, there's going to be legitimate names, and there's teams are going to say no. 
They're just going to flat out say no because there's six first-round quarterbacks this year, correct? And they know what they're getting with those guys. Right. You know what you're getting with all well, these guys. even if you don't, it's only going to cost Minnesota $15 knew, million. Dollars. Minnesota <laughs> knew what they were getting with Kirk Cousins and chose to do it anyway because all NFL decisions are always based on are you better than what we have. Yeah. That, that's how I've always learned over the years is that we can argue and yell about all these things, but ultimately it comes down to a general manager and a coach and a personnel group sitting in their office and going, how much we got to pay that guy? But he's better than what we have, isn't he? Yeah, okay, let's do it. Right. That's that's yeah. what it is. That's what it amounts to. Until you get to the point where you're like, geez, what are we paying this guy? We need <laughs> we gotta be well, better. And, and the and the the part that's changed too is the cap has gone up so much. The yep. money's so big now. It doesn't matter paying the top end you guys. Absorb them as when they first better. brought the cap in, I remember the late John Butler yeah. telling me once. We, you and I learned a lot of our football from from a great guy. By the like way, that. strongest handshake in all of sports ever. <laughs> he would Especially crush your when he hand. He was mad at you. He would crush your hand. Yeah, if he had a point. If, yeah, if he was didn't like he something, didn't you, you said on the radio or on television, he'd shake your hand and he'd just hold that vice grip of a handshake. Be like, now nah, you know. And, uh, but uh, when the cap, because he was a GM of the Bills and then the Chargers. Chargers yeah. uh, but when the cap first came in, and he said it's not the Jim Kellys and the Andre Reeds of the world, you know, the Thurmans and Bruce's that that kill you cap wise. It's the uh, you know Phil Hansons. It's the it's the other veteran players sure. that you've it's, got to it's keep. Players to have, twelve to twenty five. Well, I even said no. He's like it's it's more players twenty to fifty. Sure. that kill you. That you've yeah. got to pay. You've got to leave room to pay those players uh, eight hundred to a million dollars. Right. And you know I said those are the ones you got to leave room for in order to have depth because of injuries now in football. But that's not the case anymore. The way they structure contracts, bonus, well, all that stuff wasn't in play. At the time. So, yeah, it's all about, hey, is this guy going to make us better? Okay, we'll figure out the money. No yeah. problem. No question. No question. I mean, I, I And you can get out of it so much. And debt, dead right, cap, six million dead mistake, cap, big deal. Say, the mistakes I was better. just going to say, I, re- I record the dead cap because it's important. It, it actually exists. But teams laugh it off. Well, they and laugh it off. Right. Because because players coming out of college are more prepared to play now more than ever. Right. Yeah, at every position. We think. Well, we think. I, we I think do. We well, haven't. you could put him in. You could put him in athletically. Good enough. Yes. Yeah, speed-wise, they can compete. Yeah, there's more yeah. of a yeah. shift towards, I think, Kevin, to your point, more of a shift towards making those 20 to 50 guys be rookies and young guys on yeah. rookie contracts sure. because the draft is so important and there's more willingness to do that. And and, and it, Wait, it, are we saying that the NFL has become like corporate America? Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, 45-year-old guy, you're, you're gone because we could bring in a 25-year-old guy. Yes. pay him half. And it sounds can, personal, Kevin. No, it's not personal. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, you know, down. everybody's been downsized because of age. No question. Right? And because they can bring in younger, cheaper labor. Why that's would what, that not work like every other big Well, that's what I'm, I'm just saying. That's what's happening in pro sports. The, the, the experienced players uh, who are in the middle have been pushed out. So you have top end, low end, and the low end can perform maybe just not as good, but Pretty darn close. Speaking of younger, cheaper labor, let's uh, flip the switch to China here. Yes, let's. Uh, well, yeah. Are we going to make comments on China here because nobody else is? No. And this is fast. This is. I have no reason to. This I, yeah. is a fa- for those who don't uh, know There's what happened. There's plenty of other podcasts where you can uh, you can dial in. Well, on those, on those yeah. opinions. It, it's it's actually fascinating what's occurring. Uh, you know, China financially. Yes. Yeah, China's been a big market for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, they love you know they love basketball. Uh, I look at what Stephon Marbury uh, has you know done his career. He made more money in China. Right. He's a legend in China. He's not even close. Right. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible career. You think of Yao Ming, uh, the Chinese player. Who played in the NBA, which helped bring in the popularity of basketball yeah, in China. He's a big part of this story. 
Okay, he is. yes. He's a big part of this story. So, but the general manager of the Houston Rockets uh, tweeted, out, Morey. tweeted out uh, support of the people in Hong Kong who wanted to become their own yeah. uh, democracy. Yeah, which right. has been, which is a big deal. It's been sure. going on. The protests have been going on. There's always, I, I, I'm, I'm not an expert on this. I don't want to over. Neither am I. Uh, th- there's, a, there's an animosity that's been long existed between Hong Kong and right. mainland China, correct? It's not quite New York City and the rest of New York State. <laughs> no, not quite. Right, no, but no, but but yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly more serious than that. And again, I'm not like Paul. I'm not an expert on this and try to understand. But uh, the NBA has preseason games. The Lakers and Nets are to play two preseason games over there. Mm-hmm. And, they were there last week, correct? Yeah, yeah. A- and because of these comments, um, the Chinese government took down. Uh, some NBA signs off of buildings. Took they Houston painted Rockets gear all out right. of stores. Yes, right. And and the fallout's been significant. There's players that have partnerships with Chinese companies, yes. um, sponsorships, to the sponsorships. NBA. Yep. And Adam Silver, to his credit, I'll give the commissioner credit. I, I think he's the best commissioner in all of sports. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. Right. I mean, the guy is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And you said, look, we're not going to muzzle our players. Um, you know, and it wasn't even a player; it was a general manager. Yeah. But we're not going to tell our players not to say yep. anything about this. If they, they, you know, we're America, freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Um, they can do what they need to do. And this is uh, not only the cost of the NBA, but Nike stock took a hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, major provider of NBA gear and such. Uh, so the ramifications have been tremendous. Why do I feel like Adam Silver walked out after walking out of that press conference where he said exactly what you said into another room where he faced the board of directors and the financial guys were like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Do you know how much money we're making? And Mike, you can answer that right. question. Do you know how much money we're making from China? We need to play nice. Before I get into the actual numbers, do you think he called uh, Warley? Dude, what the? Yes, <laughs> I'm that's, sure he did. So that's the point I want to make here. And, you know, we're all... Uh, fairly intelligent human beings here. Why, why does Daryl Morey... Daryl Morey is the smartest GM in basketball. He is. He's data-driven. He is meticulous. He is calculated. He will make big sweeping moves because he knows that shakes up not only his yeah. team but other teams. He is... I mean, he is... Like I said, he's the nerd in the league. Sure. He gets, he gets the ramifications of every step he makes. There's no way... I mean, even if he's seven scotches deep, there's no way... That's- that he doesn't know what's happening from this tweet or what's about to happen. I, I, Which was a relatively benign I, tweet to begin with. Now, you know, again, the sensitivity is, level I don't know. Uh, from the Chinese government is a little crazy, if you ask me. But to, I agree, Mike. There's no way he didn't know what the repercussions would have been from even I, anything I don't th- I, I, You know what? I'm not going to put words I, in his mouth either. I don't but. know either. I, listen, I am not – listen, I'm not going to make any geopolitical statements – Sure. Uh, and, and I don't know, I, you know, whether it be the Middle East, whether it be whatever, right? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know all the facts. So it's not my place, and I'm sure it's the same thing. Um, I, I, you know, he probably just said, oh, these people want democracy. I, I, I'm going to support them. Probably not thinking the ramifications of his tweet, I, not knowing the uh, – may, well, maybe I he str- just – I struggle with that. All right, Kevin. so maybe he does. He's general manager. He's got to know everything he does is going to be Maybe, analyzed. Maybe he does. My 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 experience with international I've experienced with international athletes mm-hmm. working in golf, um, and you know uh, the PGA Tour has tours in China. Uh, it's been very successful in China. Matter of fact, uh, they are going to Korea 
uh, the CJ Cup. They're going to have a tournament in Tokyo. So th- they're expanding there too because uh, of the rising middle class in China and, and such. So sports uh, spread uh, its web very significantly. And it's interesting when there uh, is a player from international country and you got to interview, like, I try to you know talk to somebody. Okay, what are the customs? Like, I, I don't want to say anything. Gesture, what what have you? To, you know, you, you've got to be cognizant of that. So, to your point, Mike, yeah, he probably had some sort of knowledge of like, okay, what if I do this? Yeah. Is it showing that the rocket support? Whatever. Yeah, I it, it is it is blown up, uh, and it shows you the power uh, that China as a nation is. Well, let's economic. Get, let's it's an economic force. Let's get to the numbers because we see that in the stock market every day. By yes. the way, with trades, yes. the, tra- the trade talks um, and tariffs. I think, if anything, what, what what's come out of this for a lot of people is just how much China matters. <laughs> China matters, yes. It, I mean, it matters greatly. Five hundred million on average a year to the NBA's revenue system. Sure. So if you do a fifty half a billion split, right? Because the players get fifty percent of that. Sure. If let's just say it's never going to happen, but let's just say China bails. We're boycotting the NBA. We're done. We're taking down all, all the merch out of our stores. There's no games here. We're not going to televise anything. All of that matters, obviously, big time. Let's just take away the $500 million next year. That's 250 that that the players won't be getting. Divided by 30 teams is about $8.5 million a year per team. That's, that's, the salary cap will drop that number. There's no question because there's that's that, the 13th player on your on your roster. That money is not coming back. <laughs> it's the old taxi squad. We're not making that money in America. <laughs> it's not. You can only sure. have, you can only sell so many Steph Curry jerseys right. here, right? So that's the that's the amount of money we're talking about with China, and, and I didn't know that was that it was that high. I assumed it was a decent amount of money. Sure, but that's an that's 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 a lot in a 200 million dollar cap. Not even a 2 million dollar cap right now. What is it? 109. It's 109. And China impacts nine million of that right now. That's that, significant. That, that's not nothing, right? I mean, that's not nothing. So, look, at that's we're never going to get to that point. I mean, Adam Silver is going to repair this as much as he can. Here's the last point I want to make. I want to get your thoughts on it. The NBA has been for two decades, maybe three decades now, the forefront sports league in America of getting global, of globalization, of bringing everybody on board, of going playing games over there, of bringing in other athletes from other countries, and just. Integrating them into the system seamlessly, partly I mean, due to the global nature of the sport of itself. Basketball. But that, that, no, no, but, but that's good for them for capitalizing. That was on the it. dream team. That that was calculated moves by sure. the NBA sure. to make sure that that happened in specific in a specific order. I mean, I think um, we could say of the four major sports, basketball is the one played in more parts of the world. I don't even think it's uh, than anything uh, else. I, I, I think you it's, think it's golf. hockey. I, I yeah, think but the four majors, four major teams. Oh, is hockey close? That's no, right. it's PJ Tour's a major in my book. <laughs> no, not even close. Hockey. It's not even close. Who plays hockey in South America? Who plays hockey in the Middle East? Yeah, you're East? right. You're right. You're right. It, it's probably second though. Nah, it's probably baseball. No, no. See, baseball when you start to figure in the Caribbean. Well, first of all, guys, Cuba. we're ignoring soccer. No, well, that's right. not a big four, but you're, that's it's Soccer, easily the biggest sport in the world. Outside right. of the United States, it's a big. It's yeah, might be biggest sport, might be number a, one. We're talking about United States-based sports leagues. Of the four, there's no question that basketball has basketball the one, and I would say pitch. hockey. I would say hockey would be number two. I guess my point is this. worldwide. Is, is Adam Silver going to be reluctant now? Is this going to draw back the I NBA's? Think- do you know what I mean? I because think Adam look Silver. Look how quickly this thing can turn in this in this sure. era right now. I think Adam Silver is smart enough to say, "Listen, as a league, you know, our players are one thing, yeah. right? Uh, 
but as a league, as employees of leagues and teams, it should be a policy to stay out of political stances, whether it be American. Can you say it though? Can you, you can. can you tell your front I, office people that? Sure. No, sure, and, hold and, on. No, sure you can. As a as a as a company, mm-hmm. you can say, listen, I mean, ESPN did. The, well, that's the, I was going to bring that. Yes, up. as a company, you could say, listen, we have a policy where we don't comment on political actions. Um, uh, country, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we're not counting. On, we're not commenting on trade discussions uh, between uh, it cause, so, because it's good business. So we can't talk about Philip Rivers and AJ Green anymore. No, oh, we, we <laughs> trade No, I'm Sorry. saying, but Phillip you know, Rivers we can Dallas, especially no. when to Beijing, listen to, to me. Like there are there are people who are you know well versed in this and study this for a living, and believe me, yeah, athletes and. I shouldn't say this. Maybe they do on their spare time. But in general, I wouldn't think somebody in pro sports, like for us to sit here uh, and comment yeah, on what's going on, no. we're not qualified. No, we're not. We've but, said but, that so many times. So, I mean, I, I don't, don't listen I, to us anymore. No, no, I'm saying <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're qualified to talk about money and sports and value of players. But when it comes to uh, relationships between yeah. countries uh, with one another, within their own country, with their own provinces. Right. Eh, but look no. at all the look at all the 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 the, the feed the pushback that's come just from the ESPN world. Yeah. Um. And and I'll roll this back to China too. Just the the general ESPN nature of who they are and what their people have become. There's pressure on them to comment on civil injustice and racial issues, mm-hmm. and ESPN has tried to rein that in. I, to, in my mind, unsuccessfully. They've never been able to do it. They can say we have a policy, but then somebody goes and says something or there's a demand for someone to comment on it. And, and, I, and I, I But why are we follow, demanding them well, to no, no, comment but, on but it? Because that's the world we live in, Kevin. Yeah. You have to comment on everything. Uh, to me, ESPN got caught in the middle of this too because they have a significant interest in expanding their business to China. Did, did, were, were there issues through the course of the week as to their people commenting on this NBA situation? No, okay, not really. I thought there were there was a little bit of. I mean, James Harden, you know, right? Got out no, there. No, I mean ESPN people no. talking about in this. Fa- in fact, I mean, isn't there some corporate ESPN people that are like, "Be careful here"? Oh, we've got a lot of business. ESPN interest. got crushed because they purposely didn't talk about. Well, maybe this. that's why. <laughs> yeah, isn't but, that why? But why would I go to ESPN? To hear commentary exactly on what's right. happening in China and Hong Kong, they don't because know. It's now tied to sports, That's yeah, but they why. don't know. No, it's only tied to sports because an executive with an NBA team made a comment on Twitter. That's right. That's it. Yeah, but no, but, 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 but hang on. That's it. That's simply that's it, and they're going to play over there. So cover the games over but there. My point, Kevin, to to expand it beyond that. My point is, there is there have always been demands of people at ESPN. There have been demands of professional athletes, Tiger Woods, to comment more on the racial inequality okay. in right. our country. Right. And there's you know, and ESPN, Paul is actually current. Jamel Hill got essentially let go for commenting about the president and politics. It, it's just it's not that easy. And frankly, Kevin, I'm glad that we are where we are. That there isn't somebody going, hey. What do you think about well, all this? Because I'm not smart enough to want to get involved in it and comment, nor am I smart enough to want to take a side one way or the other right. and alienate half of the people the, that listen. The number one golfer in the world is being criticized for committing to a tournament uh, in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Again, he and Dustin John- Kepka and Johnson. And if I have this right, I think Kepka and, and all the players who went last year said, look it, we're, we're professional golfers. We get money to play golf. We yeah. play for titles in golf, and they're holding a tournament to play golf. We're allowed to travel there, and that's kind of the extent of it. Like, well, I'm, I'm just, you know, like, we're looking, this is where, 
this is where the biggest issue I have is we, we look to athletes mm-hmm. to give us the, the social commentary, what they're not qualified to do. They don't know all the issues. If they make a choice to go compete in a professional golf tournament or go to play a basketball game or okay. whatever, that's, that's what their business is. I gave one right? social media response to this issue, and I wanted to talk about it here too, but I, I gave one tweet to this entire issue, yeah. and it was, update, professional sports are businesses, not games. That's it. Yeah. That's all that matters. That's why ESPN can cover this a little bit, but they shouldn't. Right? Because it's a business. This right. is a business discussion. This isn't about the game. Brooks Cap is playing golf in Saudi Arabia because he can make a ton of money it's there. It's a business decision. The WWE sure. went to Saudi Arabia last week because they can make a ton of They made a ton of money there. Sure. Like, if money talks, they're going. They're going. But that and, doesn't mean there aren't, there isn't a segment of people that, that, Will take the other side. I'm or, saying from or the sports world. Upset about no, no. I I'm get saying it. from the sports. I world. get it. And that's it. There's no. a, there is business talk to have, but it's it's only as it applies to the sport, and that's what I wanted to get to here. That's yeah. But I think there's like, major money repercussions that could happen here, and I'm worried that that might slow the globalization. I think of the it's NBA. wrong to think that those that those the segments stay segmented. I, I think if I'm in if somebody's in LeBron James' ear right now, that's exactly what they're doing. Is saying you've got to segment this. Yeah, but and then you've there's, got to. there's going to be a lot of people that are going to demand t- that LeBron address this because he is the most prominent they are. NBA player. They're already and all over. LeBron, him. it's a very <laughs> difficult decision. Should does he? Should he? Is he responsible for it? Is he the one that should speak for all the players in the NBA about it? I, you know, I, again, I know what you're saying because I, I that that is how I have molded my career yep. but it's different now it, it's 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 just a different world we live in everybody wants to com- everybody has the ability and everyone demands that you comment on everything it doesn't mean you have to but that doesn't also mean that if you say i'm only talking about sports there isn't going to be some pushback from people that expect more from it and like i said kevin the tiger woods thing to me is the ultimate example of this that that what he did in reshaping a sport uh, and the opportunities that he brought to a completely different segment of people, but but he always did his best to sort of stay out of that. But what he did do, let's say, here's the good that came of it. He, here's the amazing thing, I think, that the globalization mm-hmm. of sports has done, whether it be Tiger Woods or uh, Michael Jordan in basketball. Yeah. It brought a Yao Ming to the United States to play That's in right. the best league in the world. It has brought... Golfers from all Shabunker Sharma, Ichiro I think from Suzuki. India. The, yeah, 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 yeah. To come from all over the world, we've seen players from China compete on the PGA Tour, and we will in the future because of the globalization of sports. So th- the cream rises to the top worldwide in all of these sports, and so that's what I that's what I think needs to be the focus on here as we talk about sports is. Hey, all these countries, no matter what their politics, no matter what their cultures are, they have tremendous athletes that as fans of sports and people follow sports, you want to see the best compete against the best. And I, frankly, that's, I, I think, what we get. And we see it. Look at the dream team, mm-hmm. right? Dominated. But now does the USA dominate in basketball? Absolutely not. Not even close. They lost to France for crying out loud. Yep. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh, so the world has uh, – athletes are great all over the world. They're playing the sport of basketball. Uh, people are coming into hockey, golf, 
football, what you're seeing rugby players come into the NFL, right? Yeah. I think that's all good. And and to me, the, the lesson here for sports fans to learn is like, whoa, you may think you understand, but there's a lot you don't understand right. out yeah. there in the world. Yeah. So leave it to people who are trying to figure it out or just leave it to their own countries to figure out yeah. their stuff. Well, incredibly well said, Kevin, and I give you credit for that. I just don't know that that's the reality well, it's probably not paul it's probably not but that's right. all i that's uh, that's all i feel and again that's from not understanding all that's going on just knowing that okay it's pretty complicated and it's affecting the business of the nba all right um speaking of global sports right yeah our friends at morgan stanley yeah. they understand a whole lot more about how to handle your money uh if you are uh in that high earner, entertainer, athlete, or have significant wealth. MorganStanley.com slash GSC. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC member SIPC. I just thought that was fine to say again. I helped bring you the Spot Track podcast. Baseball. <sighs> Boy. By the way, um, did the Nationals look brilliant for not paying Bryce Harper? They, they I mean, he, I know he chose the Phillies, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, they look brilliant. Look, at, I heard I heard a very uh, esteemed MLB.com analyst, Richard Justice, Richie Justice. Richard Justice, Before yes. the season, called the this Nationals team perfect. Perfect for the postseason. They were built to win in the postseason, and you're seeing it. Why? You're seeing why. They've got kids who just want to go out there and play every day. They, they got over their big hump. Now they're here. Now they've got three legitimate pitchers that they can intertwine throughout this postseason. I... To me, they're the favorites in the NL right now, right? Yes. Nationals, Astros? What do you think? Or do you want the Yankees? Uh, who doesn't want the Yankees? All right. Come let's on. Say, let's I say want Nationals, the Yankees, Yankees in there. I want the Yankees Nationals, in there. Nationals, Yankees. DC sure. versus New York would be pretty interesting. Yes. Just, you know, you know I, I know the rest of the country won't necessarily care much for that. But. <laughs> East Coast bias. Yep. All right. Uh, you have a list of yeah. c- contracts. Check it out in spytrade.com. Yes. I've got essentially... 20 or so busts. Um, yeah. look at, we're, not, we're not out of the weeds with major MLB contracts that you know last until you're 40 years old. They're getting a lot better and a lot smarter with this, so you're not going to see many of these going forward, but there's still plenty of names out there that are being paid for the next one, you know, two to three years that are going to make a lot of money to do not a lot on the, on the field right now. So take a look at that article. posted it a couple of days ago, and uh, we'll be uh, tracking the trade deadline as well, NFL trade deadline, two, two weeks away here. Yeah, a lot of great stuff. All right, uh, that's it for today's show. Uh, we got a lot of great NFL stuff in there, and that's going to be NBA starts next week. NBA so just next week next will be week. an NBA show for sure. Well, but I saw real quick. I saw an interesting uh, on Fanduel, mm-hmm. and it's I mentioned you Fanduel sponsors. All right, anyway, um, it was an interesting uh, entry into a uh, opener. If Zion Williamson scores twenty in his debut, yeah, your entry is free. Okay, so you're kind of betting on Zion Williamson to. Uh, score at least 20 in his debut. That's nice. He had 22 yeah. in his last preseason outing. Yeah. And Josh Hart had said, boy, this guy's a force. <laughs> it's not a bad team. For a guy who played with LeBron, we saying talked that about it. Zion's a force. We liked a lot of the things they did. I mean, the J.J. Redick move, there's a lot yeah. of good things to like there. So they're definitely a team to look out for. It's going to be – I'm interested to watch him play yeah. I, You know, in the NBA to see how the game translates. Preseason's one thing. No, I'm not there yet. yet. Yeah. I'm ready for next week. Okay. No, no, I'm saying I'm not interested in seeing him play in the preseason. I'm That's talking, what I mean. I'm not even watching right yeah, now. Yeah, no. I'm saying, but regular season, I'm interested to see Zion, what he's able to do, as how the game translates. You, you can score 20 in the preseason. Who cares? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You could score at no, least no. 10. No, at least 10. At least 10 in the preseason. Maybe. Guys, guys don't play defense in the preseason. All right. For Mike Gennetti, founder of SpotTrack.com, Paul Peck, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the SpotTrack.com podcast.